You're listening to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. Tune in each week to learn how we can all make inclusive marketing the industry standard. Welcome and welcome back to the Marketing Made Inclusive podcast. I am your host, Joanne Boyce. Thank you so much for joining me. And we have this week another amazing guest. We have Crystal J. Carter. Now, I've known Crystal for a while. And I've just, the J in your name is new, isn't it? Dude, I only put the J in there so people can find me on LinkedIn. Like there's lots of other people called Crystal Carter on LinkedIn. And like, it just made it easier for people to find me. That's all. That's a, that's what I put that's it what in the there. Is. Like you know, it, it, you rank higher than the actress Crystal Carter. Yes. Because <laughs> that's deliberate. Like I deliberately set out to be the number one Crystal Carter. Um, I also like I so so <laughs> just in case anyone's wondering, I did attend the uh, Renaissance World Tour um, on the Cardiff leg of the tour. Blue Ivy did not show up, nor did Megan The Stallion or Diana Ross. However, we had a good time. Anyway, um, when they 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 played like everybody say hey, Mrs. Carter, and I was like, they're talking to me. <laughs> it's me. They're all talking to me. No, they're not talking. They're to not. Me. They were not. But, I was also no. there, and funny, we were in the same stadium. You were in Cardiff. Yeah, I went to the Cardiff. Oh my God, why did we not coordinate? Fiance just it blindsights us, you know. I did. I wore these glasses, which are the same that she wears in Mood Forever. I mm-hmm. also had like a whole outfit. I could send you like the whole thing. Like it was like it was like a whole thing. For anyone like, listening, to go to the YouTube to see the glasses. The glasses are perfect. Like wore. honestly, like I've showed everybody a picture. I was like, look at Beyonce. Look at me. Look at Beyonce. Look at me. And they're like, oh my god, you nailed it. This is this is yeah. Basically, when 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 I when I walked to my seat, people clapped. That's how good my my outfit was. Like. I'm not lying. Um, Put that on your podcast. Other than an amazing Beyonce outfit, Crystal's also, also is the head of SEO communions. Wow. (laughs) The head of SEO communications at Wix. My, one of the website platforms that I have used. Indeed, indeed. That is precisely so sometimes like living in England, I say I work at Wix and people are like, oh, my kitchen. And I'm like, nope. Nope. I know nothing about DIY. Not that Wix. W-I-X Wix. Um, that is what we do. And yeah, um, I slay all day at the Wix. You slay all day at Wix. I feel guilty because all our websites are built on Squarespace, but yeah, you know, I guess you can be forgiven. Like, um, my the the way I say it is, you know, like we 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 offer some great some great 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 um resources for for folks to get started on SEO. We have offer some great um really easily accessible design resources. So you know, choose what's best for you. It's probably Wix, but like you know, choose what's best for you. <laughs> it's probably, what's best for you is probably Wix, but you probably, know, you can, but you can like, explore. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, like you people like to have choice. So. <laughs> I was also doing a deep dive and you've been in the marketing sector for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I've been doing marketing pretty much the whole time um, with a little, a little, a little dabbling in, in catering. My first job was at a pizza place. I can still cut a circle, a circular thing like a cake or a pizza or something into 10 very even slices, which is a skill mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of. Uh, served so, you well over the years, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, 10, 10 is actually tricky. There's a knack to it. Like you have to, you have to get it. It took practice. And uh, yeah, I mean, eight's easy. 10, 10's tricky, but there we go. Yeah, I guess. 
I'll have to see it in practice to know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell us a little bit about your, I calculated, 18 plus years in marketing. Why are you telling everybody about business out here? I was just impressed. I was like, normally everyone's no. like a decade or they're beyond, you're in the middle. You're not at a point yet where it's like decades, you know, Man. you're coming up. Okay. So, so I've, so I've worked in marketing the whole time I've done, you know, some of that was, some of that was like some intern kind of stuff, like getting started, things like that. Yeah. Basically I was working with the, with a local authority, um, doing like promoting, promoting loads of, um, the parks online, um, and the events that they have in the parks and coordinating events in parks, um, and working with lots of partners who were also coordinating events in parks. And so that was really great. Um, that was way back in the day. If we're really going to throw it back, that was back in the day when people were having me meetings about like, oh, I don't know if people should be allowed to go to go to be on Facebook at work. And um, what is this Facebook? And we need a new strategy. And, you know, I was come and, and I was sort of in the vanguard of that particular team of love being like, no, social media is actually useful. Like we should use this to connect with people and things like that. Um, and also, and, and, you know, during that time I was, I was doing a lot of, of SEO, but I didn't know. So I was doing like listings, for instance, for all of mm -hmm. the different events and, you know, content distribution, making sure that all of those things were there. I was updating the websites for that. You know, we had over a hundred web pages and I had to migrate all of them and change them all when we switched over all of our, all of our web pages. And I didn't know that I, that, that was an SEO task, but I was doing that. I think a lot of people say things like, oh, I'm not a real SEO. And I'm like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I just look after this like giant enterprise website that has like 400 blogs and I manage all of those blogs, but I don't know anything about SEO. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You, I am a course. version of that person. I think right. I do. I say it to you all the time. It's like, I know nothing. And then, then I, I ask you something. something and you're like, oh yeah, it's like this and this and this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. It's because I started in social. I stumbled into marketing. Similar. You stumble right. into it and you right. don't feel that you have the, the solid foundation that people who formally learned it. Right. But here's the thing. This is the thing I always say. I, I Like in digital, all experience is valid, right? Mm. So I worked in that event space. But when I was working with the agency, I remember having a client who was working in event spaces. And I was like, oh, hey, I know how to put up a marquee. I had to do that for, for a job that I had before. And he's like, great, I sell marquees. So that means you actually know what I'm talking about. So you know, like all of the health and safety things that are required and all of that blah, 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 that's required and all of that sort of stuff. When you're when you're in digital and you see this all the time, if you're following um, social media folks, um, so Luke Carthy is an e-commerce uh, dude and he writes for the Wix SEO Hub. He was on our, he was on our board um, and he is like, he's like that, that guy for e-commerce and he will constantly be like, oh, I was on this website and their navigation is janky or, oh, I was on this website and they're doing something really, really good. And I'm sure you must find this when you're like going around online and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, look at this campaign, they are crushing it or look at this campaign, what are they doing? And so you, I think you find that like, while you're going around living your life, you like, I always say like, you know, like <laughs> the other thing I say is, is stay woke, like with a, with a lowercase W, like basically like pay attention mm -hmm. to what you're seeing in spaces and what you're seeing people respond to. If you're seeing that your mom is 
is sharing a particular meme or is interested in a particular campaign, like that's interesting. Like particularly if it's somebody who's not super digital savvy, but that's trickled down to them. Mm-hmm. How is how is it that they found that information? How are how is it that they're that they're getting that that stuff? You know, pay attention to to why that's happening because it's highly likely that that will be useful for you in your like more formal activity. I think it's really easy for folks to have um, imposter syndrome with with mm. digital stuff mm-hmm. because people will say this is best practice. This is the way that you have to do it. Yeah. But then you'll see somebody else who's doing not that and they're crushing it. You can see that they're getting like all the likes, all of the the views, all of the rankings, all of that stuff. And you're like, but they're not doing that thing that was the best practice. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's both a science and an art. And it can feel like, oh, uh, you know, I'm not sure. But like if you're getting the results at the end of the day, and this is the thing that I've always loved about digital marketing. And it's one of the one of the reasons why I why I like firmly set up my camp here in my career is that the, at the end of the day, the results really matter. So so uh, sometimes with um, with uh, general with general marketing, with campaigns, people will say, oh, I feel like I like this advert or, oh, I feel like I like this, uh, this PR campaign, or I like that thing, or I don't like this. And I feel this about it. But the thing about digital marketing is that it's like, we have statistics. Mm-hmm. So, so we have stats, it, numbers. We, mm-hmm. we have stats. Okay. So I'm glad that you have good feelings about whatever that was, but I have stats that say that Google liked it. So even if you didn't like it, Google liked it. And that's who I was going for. Like, because Google sending traffic, they're sending actual people to it. And those actual people clicked on the thing that you said you maybe didn't like. Um, and so, so, or, or you can say, Hey, let's test it. Let's AB test it. So you like this, I, I think it should be in blue. You think it should be in yellow. Let's test it. We will see what is, what is, and what isn't. And if it turns out that blue is the blue is right. Great then we know that. Then we know that that's what the customer's like. So you can test all of that stuff. And it's like, it's a lot more, um, I think, I think from an inclusive point of view, I think it's really valuable mm-hmm. because you have some of those, you have some of those um, like data backed um, things to, to, to sort of drive through some of those conversations about inclusivity, um, to, to, uh, to incorporate, um, different ideas into, into your campaigns to incorporate, um, folks who are doing great work into your campaign. If if there's somebody who's, and you know, I've had, I've had this before where I've been in a a situation where, where maybe I was like the only person in the room (laughs) from whatever, (laughs) from multiple, from multiple identity points. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, they looked at my stats and they were like, cool. What, what do you have to say? And I'm like, great. Like, because that, that's, that was the thing that, that mattered in that, in that situation most was the stats. So you can, you can lead with that. You can be like, Right. You can be like, so I like ranked this, this and this. We we lowered your PPC by 50 percent, like the PPC costs by 50 percent and increased your um, your conversions by by 100 percent. So like actually (laughs) and you started a little bit on my next question, because I'm curious to know what does inclusive marketing look like in the SEO space? Because there's a lot of times where. You know, people just talk about inclusive marketing in terms of visual representation, but SEO, for me, outside looking in, is so much about the stats and the, you know, the numbers and the words. How does that become or look or what is the conversation of inclusion happening there? 
So I think that, um, so I think that there's a, there's a few things. So there's accessibility, web accessibility, which is, you know, there's, there's very clear, um, guidelines on that. So, um, at Wix, we have an accessibility tool, an accessibility wizard that will help you if you're building your website and you can use it and it will say, you need to fix this. You need to fix that. You need to do this. You need to do that. One of the things that has to do with one of the things that's important about accessibility for SEO is that there's a lot of overlap between accessibility and SEO. So when we talk about accessibility, Accessibility and SEO. A lot of times, it's it's to do with making sure that people can read um, can read content in lots of different formats, depending on their um, very often physical needs. So it might be that somebody has like a visual impairment and maybe they use a screen reader, or it might be that someone has like a small visual impairment. Like I have a small visual impairment. I should be wearing glasses right now. Um, and I'm not. Um, so, so it might be that someone has a small visual impairment. And so you need to make sure that you have like high contrast. So mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't want like dark blue on on navy blue, like a like a dark blue text on like a like a royal blue background, like it's not enough contrast. People can't read it, and so that that is that is good. That's good practice in terms of accessibility for people who have sort of um, uh, visibility challenges. But mm-hmm. it also is is good practice because like most people can't read that. <laughs> even if you had good, even if you had perfect twenty twenty um, eyesight, you'd go and you go, "What is that? Why am I having to work so hard to read this content?" And then you'd leave. Um, mm. Is the thing, and then your bounce rate goes up, and then yeah. Right. Exactly. And then Google, Google's getting signals that like, oh, people don't like this website. So maybe we shouldn't rank it so high. And so these are, these are things that, that um, factor into it. Um, Similarly, there's a lot of um, HTML tags that you can write in. So there's like a, there's um, syntax uh, that you can write and into your, into your HTML um, that, that gives uh, context to things that you're doing. So if you're, if you have an image, you can write a caption. If you have, um, if you have a link, you can write, um, you know, different parts of the different attributes to the to the link to tell people what it is it also tells bots what what that link is about it also tells bots what that um, what that image is mm. about so that provides um, both SEO benefits because the bots are users as well mm-hmm. um is so there, it, sorry is there a difference between the way you'd write for a bot to understand versus a person using a screen reader um Kind of, kind of. So um, it might be that for bots, sometimes you can just say that, you know, there's something's decorative. So maybe you wouldn't write in a, as um, an alt text. Um, and then for for uh, for someone reading a screen, a screen reader, it might be the case that you might you might shape all of your things so that they're more narrative so that it works more with the narrative of the of the page. So, for instance, if you had a blog that was all about a certain topic, you might make sure that it flows. So um, our the Wix SEO Learning Hub has um we have loads of blogs on there our editor um uh head of editorial um george Wynn, he spends a lot of time on the captions for the images so that and and the captions they're not they're not just like this is a chart <laughs> the captions are like this chart shows how the google search algorithm does does this this and this like he he spends a lot of time writing writing out those okay. those um those images so for, he's not he's explaining what the chart is but he's not saying like this is a blue bar and the bat thing background he's given context yeah he's he like writes full full sentences about about the things um so so you can you can do that um to you can you can do that in different ways and again it's something that you can test as well um so there's there's lots of different elements that you can add in um add into your uh in, into your um 
your SEO and your accessibility stuff, for instance. So that's something that's really important. Um, the other thing that the other thing from an, from an SEO point of view is audience, right? So so when you're if you're if you're thinking about um, inclusivity and you're in your marketing um, and you're thinking about growth, um, if you're talking to to the mainstream, for instance, if you're talking to, like, I don't know, the, the status quo, for instance, then 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 you are going to get a certain a certain level of traffic. If you want to to create um, better, better user experience, very often you need to get a bit more granular. Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, if I had an ice cream parlor and I had a website that was, that had ice cream, I might want to include some gluten-free ice cream, some um, vegan ice cream, some sugar-free ice cream. Um, I might want to include that, those, those sorts of things, for instance, and those are, and that is getting more granular, but it's also getting more specific. So, so there's going to be people who are searching for that and you'll find different cues for that. So you, when you're, when you're doing your, your keyword research, when you're doing your SEO research, so you'll find, you'll find that, um, people, you can see whether or not people are looking for those types of ice cream, for instance, those kinds of filters or those kinds of, um, variations, mm -hmm. um, um, you will also find like organic ice cream might be another one, for instance. I don't, I don't even know if that, if that's a thing. It probably, um, but you okay. would also, <laughs> I guess organic cows. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Make organic organic milk, ice right. cream. Yeah. Yeah. And like fair trade, like there's, yeah, there's yeah, different yeah. variations. So, okay. So let's get into that. So the, so you would look generally at the sort of search landscape and you can see in Google trends, for instance, you can see whether or not vegan ice cream is trending, for instance, mm -hmm. or dairy free ice cream is trend trending, for instance. Um, and, and obviously this is a pretty vanilla category or whatever. <laughs> I said vanilla anyway. Um, but, but you can also look in your, in your own search section. So if you have a search section on your website and you're finding that people are looking for like people, people are putting in queries for vegan ice cream and they're not getting a result, then, mm -hmm. then you can either create a dedicated page. You can also recommend products, products for the team. You can say, Hey, maybe we should have a specific thing that, that caters for this need. Um, and, and then you're, you're being more inclusive of those folks because you're using your search data. Again, data, data is, is your friend here. So it might might be that that you know I've seen I've seen for instance like counselors like websites mm -hmm. for for counselors and people are looking specifically for counselors for for um for people from like black backgrounds so they're like I'm looking for a counselor I'm a black person I'm looking for a black counselor for instance like that's something that people sometimes do or people are looking for a counselor that specializes in autism or they're looking for a counselor that specializes in something else or they're looking for a counselor that you know that meets meets certain needs that they that they have um, if you're finding that people are searching for that, then you can create dedicated content for that. And that will give you an SEO benefit as well as satisfying that, that customer audience. need. So I think essentially what people forget about Google is that Google is, is not just sending people to websites for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. Google is and, and, and SEO is about delivering customer value. So it's about, it's about illustrating the value to, to the customer. So Google is getting signals from users who go to your website that that content is valuable. So the more signals that you give them, the better. And if you, and if across your domain, you're including lots of signals that, you know, you have that you're, you're not only appealing to the top level uh, queries. So for instance, like Google has head terms. Mm -hmm. um, so if you enter in something like ice cream, for instance, they will filter you. They'll be like, 
Do you want an ice cream parlor? Do you want ice cream? You want an ice cream maker? Do you want like um, ice cream recipes? Like what they'll filter you because ice cream, if you just put in ice cream in Google, it's too broad. What is that? Mm -hmm. Like, like sort yourself out. They're trying to help you. Um, So if they find that you're just appealing to a broad thing and you don't know who your audience is, then they don't know who to send to you. Right. They don't know who's going to value your content. Whereas if you're getting more granular and you're appealing to a specific audience, which should include a broad scope of humanity. <laughs> it's making me think about because taking it from the ice cream to some other areas like clothing, I can mm. imagine this is how a lot of stores determine whether they should have a tall brand or not. So um, Crystal and I were talking, we've not met in person ever, but I'm six foot three. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time when I search for something, I either go straight to the tall category. Right. Or I type in tall X, like tall jeans, tall. And so if you know that your audience is searching for that, you're kind of like matching their wants. It's, Right. Right. And so, so, and from a, from an SEO point of view, that's brilliant because if you type in tall jeans and next it shows at the top of the search and next is like, yes, we have tall jeans that we knew you were coming. We are ready for you. We appreciate you. We like, like we have a whole, a whole page that has tall jeans and you get to that page and they're like, Hey, there, tall lady. We have tall jeans for you. Um, and they're, they're fantastic. Pick anything you like, whatever you want. Um, and then you're like, great. And then, then, then you get the other thing as well, which is where like you go and you're like, okay, great. You have tall jeans and you get there and they're not tall jeans. They're, and you're tall. Like, they're like five, like, seven. They they make it for people who are five seven and have a thirty three inch steam. This is this is a very close and dear problem to my heart. Right, right, right. And I think that people forget about this. I think when, when people think about accessibility and inclusivity um, online and stuff, I think people forget about like there. There's lots of times like everybody's got like something, something where they're like, ah, they never. It's not for me because you know lots of things are manufactured. So so I think like remember remember those things. Like remember like remember when you have that feeling. <laughs> it makes and, me think of because um, Pinterest has rolled out their kind of search where you can search Pinterest based on hair texture skin tone and body and Mm. it just makes me think of like that's a level of inclusivity but it makes it easier for the user so it's like too it's so fascinating the question I had because you mentioned it would you recommend for people to have search on their website just as like a search bar because it's not something I would see yeah. So I think it depends on the amount of content that you have. If you have 12 pages on your website, like you probably don't need to do that. Like people can navigate across your site or whatever. That's probably fine. Um, however, if you have, if you have lots of content, if you've got lots of products, for instance, and I mean, we had this, um, we had this on our, as when we were putting together our, uh, the, the SEO hub, like when we had like 40 pages or whatever, like you can kind of scroll through those or whatever, but pretty much once you hit like over 50 products or something like that, and maybe even earlier, like you definitely need a search thing because like, like, ain't nobody got time to browse <laughs> to browse every single thing to quote sweet brown so like it's very important to like um to just be mindful of your users because again again google is measuring value so seo is all about like delivering like illustrating value giving value to to customers and google will rank you based on how valuable your your content is for for users they've recently talked about helpful content update like they, they keep talking about this helpful content update they just rolled out a spam update 
um, they're trying to make sure that people are giving content that is useful um, and that's not wasting people's time. That's the other thing. Like people have so much to do, so many notifications, all of that sort of stuff. If you've actually got them to your website, mm-hmm. make sure that you're making them the most of that of that time. Um, and, you know, they'll appreciate you for it. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that having site search, having the thing about having site search is that it gives you insights into what people want and expect from your brand. So you can see which queries people are putting into your site, site search. Um, you can also see if you have search pages, depending on how they're configured, sometimes they can rank Mm. and, and you can see like, if you're seeing, for instance, that like the tall jeans section is ranking as a search page, you can go, cool we can now invest like some time in making a dedicated landing page, maybe doing some PPC, like maybe, you know, engaging with some, like some influencers or something so that more people in this community know that like, we have things for them. Like you're welcome. Like you are welcome in our, in our, in our space, like, and on all of that sort of stuff. And I think certainly in my, in my experience of, you know, understanding uh, like the various intersections of my, my personality. What I, what I find is that, um, is that it's useful to, to, to know that you're, that you're welcome. Like literally just Mm -hmm. knowing that you're welcome, that like somebody like you is welcome in this space, um, is, is important. So, you know, like if it says on the website, like, Hey, our place is wheelchair accessible. Like, and it just says on the website and you don't have to ask (laughs) and you don't have to dig around to find that information. That's really useful. Is there, so if you don't have search on your website, is there a way for a business to know what people are looking for? Cause like with the, I, when I speak to people from the disabled community, I know they type in like wheelchair accessible buildings and I recommend to clients all the time to just put that somewhere on your website. If it's true and factual, of course. Yeah. But if you don't have search, how will you know that people are typing? Like, how do you find that information out? Okay. So for local businesses, I highly recommend that you connect to Google business profile. So Google business profile has, has various attributes that they allow you to, that you can, that you can declare in your Google business profile. So you can declare that we are wheelchair accessible. You can declare that you're black owned. You can declare that you're LGBTQ friendly. Um, Mm. You can declare that you're woman owned. You can declare like lots of different elements on there. So just go through the, your Google business profile and add those elements in. Um, Also on Google business profile, people can ask questions on Google business profile. So, so when they find your thing, they can say, are you wheelchair accessible, for instance, and you can answer those questions on Google. And then when people are searching for a wheelchair accessible, a restaurant, so let's say you're having a, you know, you're having a birthday party, you're inviting your crew and like either you or your crew or somebody, you know, has a wheelchair. Um, so you're going to want to make sure that everybody feels welcome at your birthday party. Um, and so let's say you're, you're, go, you're doing that, you're going to look that up and, and, and if it's in either the questions or it's declared in your, in your Google business profile section, then it will be searchable and Google can point people in the right direction, for instance. So that's a really, that's a really good one. And, and the other thing is, is like, you can also do a blog. So for instance, if you were doing something, um, so if you had something that was like a dedicated, 
uh, service or something, uh, things, um, like let's say, let's say, let's say your, your restaurant or whatever it was, wasn't actually wheelchair accessible, mm-hmm. but you had a dedicated service where it's like, Hey, we don't have it in, in the restaurant, but we do on the patio or like we can, we can bring something out to you mm-hmm. or like, you know, that sort of thing. Like we're doing our best. Like this is what, this is what we have. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that sometimes with things like that, it's just important to just declare what you are doing. Um, you can write a blog on it. It doesn't, like, it doesn't necessarily, like, it's nice to have it, have it on like on the homepage if you can, or like have it very clear, but you can also write a blog that, that explains like, you know, how it works for folks or things like that. And you can include that in the blog and the blog will be searchable. And, and if somebody is looking for that again, Google can, can pull that through onto your Google business profile when people are searching on Google maps, but it's also something that you can refer to people when, when they need it. Um, so, so that's, that's useful as well. I think Um, that's a really good piece of content for, cause in Bristol where I'm based, there's a lot of, and Bath, there's a lot of buildings that can't get converted and become accessible. Right. And that's a really good blog for them to write, to say, this is the journey we've gone on. This is where right. we are. I think right. you can shy away from saying they can't do the thing that yeah. makes them inclusive. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Right. Precisely. So like, and if they, and like another, another one is like moms, like things for like, for like, you know, whether you have like a, we have a changing room or we don't have a changing room or like we have a thing or that, that sort of thing. So like changing room or like, or like a feeding room or something like that, if you have that sort of thing, then it's worth just like having that somewhere. And again, if you, if, even if you have it on your Google business profile, that's something that again, people can, people can access. Um, so just make sure that it, that it's somewhere it doesn't, and it doesn't, have to be like a you don't have to take out a billboard necessarily <laughs> but if it's on your website then it will be searchable um when people when people need need that that sort of thing um and also you know you can say you know a, a, a nice one to be on the contact page would just mm-hmm. be like hey if you need if you need special assistance you know we welcome all guests of whatever if you need special assistance give us a shout like is, is again, it's, it's just acknowledging, like, we know, we know, we see you, mm-hmm. we care. Um, and just, just let us know. So, so I think that that's, that's another thing that people can do. But the other thing is, um, within, within, um, and the other thing about creating a blog, a, a blog about that kind of content, um, or some content on your webpage about, about that sort of thing is that, um, and it could even be like inclusive sizing, like that sort of thing. So like Sanchez dress is another website that I know that has like inclusive sizing and stuff, because I've definitely been shopping, um, with some of my like plus size sisters and they were mm-hmm. like, I hate shopping because there's never anything cute. Like I can never find anything that I like. It's always like, awful so like that there are websites that have plus size stuff and i'm and i'm absolutely loving that there's so many like how like, do they describe the inclusive sizing because that one for me in my experience i can find tall clothing and it goes up to like a size 16 because tall people are apparently all skinny okay. or i can find plus size clothing but that doesn't go tall it's not tall right. all fuller body people are short right what what is inclusive sizing for anyone who hasn't heard So inclusive sizing is, um, so for instance, you see like ASOS has like ASOS curve or whatever, which is, which has like, like a sort of large, uh, has like, I think they're, I think over 16. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I know that, um, Sancho's, uh, Sancho's dress, which is a fantastic business, which you should check out. They've got lots of inclusive stuff in their, their things. Also black owned, shout out Calcutta and Legessa. Um, and, um, she is, uh, so, so they, they have inclusive sizing throughout, throughout their, their things. But what's, what's really useful is that like you can declare what what that means to your website <laughs> you can say uh, okay. we have like, so you can, again you can write a blog or something and that says you know it. 
we, this is, this is how we do it here. Um, this is, this is what the sizes are, but, and also like just giving people the information is really, really useful. I think that certainly like I've had, I have diet drama, like food drama um, and stuff. And in my household, we've had food drama. So I have somebody who's gluten-free, but somebody has a nut allergy um, and think, things like that. So I think that, that like, what I find is what I don't like is when you can't find any information. Mm-hmm. What, like, you know, so if there's, so for instance, if you're looking at these genes and you're like, but what are the dimensions of these genes? Oh, and they don't is. tell you, they just say large, small, medium. And I'm like, what does that mean? When they so, don't have the inseam, that is my pet. I'm going to, I'm going to name and shame them. Dorothy Perkins <laughs> does not display their inseams. <laughs> and I have ordered various things and they come in a variety and I'm like, just put the inseam on there. It's a simple number. You know what it is. Don't tell me the height of the model. Right. Tell me the right. Exactly. So, so one of the things that, and one of the things that you get is that like, if you just give people information, they can, they, people will know what they need to search for. People will know what they need to need, what they need to get, like to, to be able to confirm whether or not something is good for them or not good for them. So I think, I think providing information is very inclusive. Also, it speaks to folks on the autistic spectrum because a lot of folks on the autistic mm. spectrum really want all the information straight away. They want to walk through, they want to know like what the, you know, what's going on with all of the, all of that sort of stuff. So I think if you're, if you have the information available, then people can make intelligent decisions based on, based on what they need. So if we're thinking about sizing, for instance, say, you know, this is this kind of size, it's European, this it's EU, this it's, or sorry, it's European, this it's UK, this it's us, that, um, this is the, the inseam, this is the, that, that sort of thing. Um, so for instance, like I, so I have, I have big feet and I can fit a European 42 exactly, mm-hmm. but I cannot fit. But sometimes people say it's an eight and it's 42. And sometimes people say it's an eight and it's actually 41 and I can't fit the 41. I could fit 42, but I can't fit 41. Sometimes they say it's seven and it's 41. So like, so I'm just like, just tell me what it is. Like, just tell me all the things. If you tell me all the things that I can make a decision. And this is, this is what's important. I think so include as much information about your products on your website so that people can make the intelligent, intelligent decisions based on what they need. You know, which inseam you need, right? Um, and that's how we're becoming as a society. We are a lot more individualized. I'm curious to know, though, because there's an element and a shift I've seen in the hair space where companies like Dyson and so forth are doing the right thing, making products that are accessible for Afro hair. But I'm not seeing their language about it. They're kind of just saying, oh, curly. And me, when I see curly, I am not thinking my hair kinky and Afro hair. I'm thinking, you know, a ringlet or something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what are your thoughts on those companies just specifically saying made for black hair or using those language that may not be, they're not a black owned company, obviously, but to, to improve that, like that balance of if you are not it, can you still use that language? Yeah, I think that I think that what can be what what is important is to connect with that those communities and to understand which communities are working with you. I know that Dyson has done it in particular. They've got that like the the inverse hair dryer, for instance. I think mm. it's like a one where like where it like you sucks. don't blow it out. Yeah, it it pulls your hair in that sort of thing. Um, and so I think that like with the curly thing, you could go okay, but like what you would also also say is like is like um uh. 
within the within the curly community and i know that the and i know some folks who are within the curly girl community but use a lot of the te- the sort of um sort of afro hair natural hair uh um uh, techniques and there's a lot mm-hmm. of overlap between the two um i watch a lot of youtube hair videos it's like one of the things i do on youtube um and what I find is that like there there's language that crosses the cross across it. For instance, like there's curl type. People talk about mm. curl types. People say, you know, 4C hair. Um, they say, you know, 3B hair, like that sort of thing. And if you have if they had the curl type on there, then you would be able to know whether or not like that is the the right the right one for you. So if they said this works for curl types between like 2C and four like 4C, and you'd be like, okay cool and like that, that, and that like, answers great. the question that yeah. answers the question so i think it's yeah. really important that even if you if you're trying to be inclusive make sure that you're using the language that the that the community are using so that they can and that again that comes back to 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 seo with seo one of the one of the most valuable things that you get from seo is audience research so you can research um the kinds of the kinds of terminology that people are using to talk about whatever it is that you have mm-hmm. um for instance i know that that i know remember some and this is this is a general thing but somebody was talking about oh what's the difference between a gym and a gymnasium like should we use gymnasium when we're talking about our fitness suite and i'm like no because a gymnasium is a place where you play basketball a gym is a place where you might lift weights mm-hmm. or something so the the words are not interchangeable they're different things that's and- so interesting because to me a gymnasium in the uk is where kids go and do sports right exactly it's like a big room where there's like where there's like basketball or badminton no basketball, or like, like trampolines and stuff it's really gymnasium it's so interesting because then you go back to the location right of the the audience but yeah Right, precisely. So that's something that you you can research and you can and you can and you can um, figure out how your audience is speaking, which is which will affect how they will search, which will affect how you will rank and how you will how you will perform it on, on SEO. So, again, like I think if you're using the terminology, for instance, that's around that, if you're using, like, say, like 4C, 3B, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then that would that would cover everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, and I know I know like um, I I eat a lot of uh, vegan food or whatever. But so, so there's a difference between vegan food and plant-based food, for instance. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's different variations between between those things. Um, and and if, if you're going to get into it, like get into it, like do the research, <laughs> like, do the research and understand what pe- the way that people are talking about it. Um, and, 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 you know, connect with connect with people who are in the community. There are plenty of people, depending on whichever whichever um, a community you're trying to engage with, there's going to be folks who are working in that community who are creating content around that community. And you can see what resonates by looking at their content. So, um, you know, Instagram is a great place, a great place for this. Um, TikTok is a great place for this, but like in Instagram, there's tons of hashtags, like mm-hmm. and a hash- on, on TikTok, there's tons of hashtags that will talk about various different things. Um, and like, I, I learned, I, I uh, started getting more interested um, uh, in like sort of Native American communities and started following what they call it like native uh like native talk or whatever is what they what they call it um and um and there's a lot of a lot of really interesting conversations being had there and there's going to be things that come up really regularly within that within that community for instance and you learn more about 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 those communities by getting involved involved uh with them and like genuinely getting involved you can be like hey like can we help like can we do this on the other can we engage Mm -hmm. can we engage um 
and and you'll learn the kinds of conversations that people are having and you can ask questions like and you can you can ask questions and you can you can do things like that but make sure that you're using the language that you're that that you're doing and again one of the things i always say in seo is like don't just assume we have data do research okay back it by so, the data so don't yeah. just assume that because the other thing that happened in the uk is there was a whole conversation about them not using the word bame and what they're going to use and i had this moment of thought where i'm just like i know black and brown people don't search the word bame but i know um people who aren't that uh, that are trying to reach communities do right so there's a misconnection in the word but i don't know if those people who used to search bame will know what to search next if you replace it right right so i think that you sometimes get this with um and this is going to be from an seo point of view um this is going to be very similar to like a rebrand right mm. so what what people will do in a rebrand is they'll say like oh we used to be called twitter formerly twitter <laughs> now x that's the, and by no, x we mean terrible. terrible um so terrible. that's um, the worst rebrand in history Anyways. but, but but what people will do is they'll go like former, formerly, so they'll say X bracket, formerly Twitter bracket. Um, and they'll go, they'll go through that sort of thing. And, and so you, people will often in particularly in content, especially if something has like multiple names, mm. um, and might have multiple, multiple ways of, of discussing it. will will often say, you know, this is, um, this is coriander sometimes referred to as cilantro for instance, and then they'll go into, to the, to whatever the topic is. Um, and, and so I think it's important to understand those, those, like the history of those, of that terminology. And again, that might even be like, for instance, if you were, if you were working in that space and you were creating a lot of content around that, or if you were, um, creating a lot of products around that, or if you were, you know, being very engaged in that space, probably the thing to do would be to write a, write a blog about the evolution of that term. Mm-hmm. And you and know how, how you've changed. seen how you've seen that that change, and then you can link to it when, then you can use that to link to when you're talking about it in different different spaces. Um, so, for instance, you could say you could say, and and like that's a great insight because it's absolutely true that there's people who are working in who are working in spaces who are looking for that. There's also legacy content, so mm-hmm. people will be talking about things from will have been talking about um, you know BAME communities years ago. Maybe they're not talking using that terminology now, but that doesn't mean that the the content doesn't still exist, and some of it might still be useful. Um, so so. If you have if you have that as a as a as a talking point, then that's something that people can refer to that you can refer to. Um, so and and, back to. Right. So I have a content that's like um, uh, how to create user first. I have a piece of content on on the Wix SEO Learning Hub called um, how to create user first content. Um, and I talk about like refer- making content that you will refer to, because if you're finding that you're having that conversation really regularly, what you can do is you can make a piece of content that says that. And, and again, it's not from from search volumes. You're not looking at search volume. You know that people are asking you this. So you can say, hey, um, if somebody says, how, what, if, what does that term mean? You go, here's my blog all on it. Here's all of the things that you need. And also if you want to refer to it, you can say, oh, here's, here's this, here's that. So those conversations that you're having really regularly. And again, if you're, uh, and that's a great, actually that, that particular top, that particular article is actually really useful for the, for this conversation, because if you're finding that, that for instance, if you're in a cafe and you're finding that lots of people are wanting dairy free mm-hmm. stuff, then you can say, you can say, Hey, 
and and I say like one of the things you should do is talk to the people on the shop floor. If you're finding that the people on your shop floor are are finding that lots of people are coming in here and they're saying that they they can't actually access this, or you know, one of the things that's accessible an accessibility point is lots of people are like, oh, our menu is online. It's like, well, what if people aren't I, online or like, don't have if, their phone with them or aren't able to like it's not accessible online in a way they can understand it. Right. Yeah. Right. And what if it doesn't like work for them or like, what if they, what if they can't like, you know, what do they do then? Um, so, 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 you know, if you, and if you're finding that people on shop floor, are like we're having this issue, then that might be something that you can solve online or create or create online um, in a different in a different way. Um, uh, similarly, similarly, if you're finding that your sales folks are asking you like you're they're getting lots of questions about about something that's a particular way, then that's that's another piece of content that you could create or a product that you can create, etc. But again, if you're finding that you're having the same conversations about about you know explaining uh, the difference between BAME and and uh, BME um, and POC and BAME all of that is- sort of I just realized we said it a hundred times. We didn't say it's black Asian ethnic minority. It's a term that was used by the British government quite often. And then came 2020, like a lot of governments and a lot of places, they reassessed if it was appropriate to use the term. Exactly. Context. (laughs) Yes. It was a term that was new to me when I moved in, when I moved to England, I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. They don't use it in America. What were they using? Because I know now it's it's POC, people of color, BPOC. Black Indigenous people of color. What was before that? Was there anything? People would just like people had people would just refer to themselves in whatever community they referred to themselves as. <laughs> My I very British it was, is like, when, were they not grouping everyone together? We were so used <laughs> to that here in the UK. We were so used to them chucking us all in one thing. I have no comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, side story. But I remember it was a university that got called out and that kind of started the thread where they were saying like 12 or 20, that their BAME student population had gone up by like 20%. And people were like, huh. But they had posted it in relation to Black History Month. And everyone was just like, huh, but you said BAME. And then they broke it down. It's like, actually, no, you're Asian and specifically your East Asian students have gone up not your black students. Why are you posting about it in black history? But it's still a good thing, but lumping it together is what, anyways, got them away with it. It's so. These, these, these things can be complicated. <laughs> multi-layered, but on an SEO term, keep it there, have your legacy content and then update and change the narrative and even have a piece. I really, one of the things I enjoy about working with you and when we've worked on clients in the past is you can provide a lot of insights, but it's very practical and it's very staged. Like all of these things are things they can do over a period of time mm-hmm. and like implement it. And and a lot of it, when I'm thinking about it from the like social media marketer side of things, a lot of it yeah. leads to evergreen content. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. And I think that like, if, for instance, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh, I want to be more inclusive with my, like from an SEO point of view, um, straight away, if you have a local business, the, the quickest thing you could do, like if you had 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you could log in to your Google business profile. If you have one, I hope you have one. If you don't have one, then set aside another hour to set up your Google business profile because it's absolutely worth it. If you're on Wix, we have, we have a, an integration. So it makes it super easy. And if you're in the UK and you're on Wix, you can even get verified within your Google business profile super quickly. So like, that's how important we think it is. We've invested a lot in it because it's that important. If you're not on Wix, you should also do this. Um, so, so basically if you have it, if you have an hour and you haven't done your Google business profile, do that. 
Um, if you have, if you have a Google business profile and you have 20 minutes, go into your Google business profile and look at, look at all of the fields and, and look at the sort of attributes. And I think, I think it's under like special attributes or something like that and state, you know, whether or not you're like LGBTQ friendly or wheelchair access or like things like that, add those things in, because that will make your, that will, that will increase, um, your, your, that will increase the, the accessibility, the, the, the searchability, um, for, for those, for that content straight away. That's if I had if I that if I had one thing that I would actionable an actionable thing to to give to people straight away I would say absolutely do that. I absolutely I love that. So much of this has been very practical and how SEO integrates into all aspects of marketing. But I want us to venture into making maybe a campaign more inclusive. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of some, and now I've just got in my head an airing campaign. I okay. don't know why because you have or. Or you can or? pick a Wix-related thing and make it more inclusive. But I feel like you guys probably do a lot already. Um, certainly, certainly across our Wix learning, SEO Learning Hub, like we have, um, there is an annual um, report about about um, that Lydia Infante, one of our contributors, um, puts together around like gender inclusivity in SEO publishing. Um, and last year, I think we came in at, um, we came in, we came in pretty good on that. So I think we were, uh, I think it was like 48, 52 in terms of authors or something of gender, gender split. Um, and there was also another one um, from the FCDC, which is the Freelance Coalition for Developing Countries. And they, they did one around, um, around ethnicity. Um, and we also came in, uh, well there. So I think we were top and, uh, no we were top or second. I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but we came in well on, on that as well. So that's something that, that um, we, we have done um, uh, across our contributors, certainly for, for the Wix SEO learning app, for, for instance. Um, and then I think, I think as far as like, as far as campaigns um, to make campaigns more inclusive. I actually had another idea because it's all coming to me. As soon as you said the gender split, it made me think of women in tech SEO Yes. How about we think of a campaign for them and how we would, yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess with Women in Tech SEO, like it's a, it's a fantastic organization. If anyone is listening and they are someone who identifies as a woman and is working in SEO or in a tangential space. So if you're working on content um, and you're saying, oh, I'm not really an SEO, you are, it's fine. It's fine. You are, um, or you're working in social even um, or digital and um, things like that, then join Women in Tech SEO. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It's incredible. You can ask any question in the Slack channel and nobody's going to go, oh, you didn't know that how come you didn't like nobody's gonna do that they'll just be like oh it's this and they'll help you because people help each other um and it's also like not one of those slack channels where they're like oh join our slack channel and you get there and it's terrible there's nothing there and the people that are there are just posting like look at this thing i did look at this thing i did look at our thing i did it's not that that at all it's a great slack channel it's really active um and things i think um in terms of campaigns i think they're i think they're really good at at um at promoting promoting lots of different folks from um different backgrounds within it and i think they're mindful of of that as well um they have their they have their london um event coming up in february or march it'll be in the around women international women's day mm-hmm. um and i think that 
if we were to think about making it more inclusive, and I'm sure Areej will probably be thinking about this anyway, um, and she is very inclusive as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think maybe maybe it might be worth um, making a uh, piece of content that was specifically dedicated to all of the ways that they that they make it mm -hmm. they make it inclusive. So um, the venue is the Barbican. It's super accessible for um, for physical um, for physical needs. Um, they also have a prayer room um, mm -hmm. and a quiet space for folks who might be might be like a little overwhelmed or might need, need like a, a little just need a minute like let me just like get some quiet time so the so the so the quiet space is really good as well they also have um uh they also have a space for like nursing if you need to do that um they also make sure that all of the guides uh so i volunteered there last last february um and at the and i just spoke at the philadelphia event and um and at both in both cases they make sure that all of their all of their volunteers are very clearly marked. So every all the volunteers have a scarf, and they all wear black and have a scarf. So it's all so if you need any help from anyone, it's very easy to find so folks because is. you can see who they are, which is really useful um, for for people who who might need assistance, um, and also um, and and yeah, lots of other other needs as well. Do you see that as a blog, or do you see that as a video? Um, I think that I think that you could potentially do both. Um, I'm I'm a big advocate for doing video where you can, mm -hmm. um, but I think that I think that uh, a the only the. the the good thing about doing a blog is that it allows you to to update it. So you can have one piece of evergreen content that is like how we do inclusivity at our events. And then you can have a paragraph that's specific to this particular event. And you can have another one that's specific to another event. Mm. And, as, and it means that you don't have to redo that content that you'd that have to niche. do like our inclusive events, 2022, 2023, 2020, whatever. Like you don't have to do a new one every time you can have one page. That's like how we inclusive, for instance, and you would, you would include that. So they, they, they have lots of, um, they, they take lots of care. And I think that Areej, who is, um, is the founder, uh, and, she's, and amazing. Our, our, she's amazing. She's incredible. And she's very conscious of, of, uh, needs, um, that, that folks have, um, Brighton SEO is also a space that's really, that, that is also a team that's really, really conscious of, of being, um, of being welcoming to, to, uh, folks with lots of, lots of different, different needs. So for instance, they have, um, they have a crash at their at their event um, to make sure that it's more accessible for for folks. They also make sure that it's um, that it's financially accessible. So they have like mm -hmm. a ballot for um, for people to get free uh, free tickets, um, and also they keep the tickets at a pretty fairly reasonable price um, as well. So so that's something they do. They also make a, uh, make an effort to um, to encourage first time speakers um, to to get involved with their with their space as well. Um, so, so yeah, I think that, I think that for, for events, making sure that again, making sure that it's clear and easy for people to find, to find out that they're welcome, mm -hmm. um, is, is really useful. I like that. I think there's, there's three pieces of content I'm imagining that I'm imagining, uh, your full like pillar piece of content about, you know, generally how we do it, how we do inclusive events, and then your specific venue specific one. But then it's going to sound so cheesy, but I can think of like, you know, those cheesy corporate videos that they do to show how it's like to work at a company. <laughs> I can think of a, a corporate -ish style video. If we specifically think about women in tech, XEO, tech, tech SEO, <laughs> 
be like women who tech SEO and, and then the and is each bit of inclusion. So, and they breastfeed and work and they do this and, and it just kind of shows it, but with a little bit of like sarcasm as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that could be fun. I think that, I think that could be absolutely fun. Definitely. Because <laughs> so many of the event stuff is just like, oh yes, here is our door. Here is our thing. But it's just add some personality to it. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. But I, know, I like how you added all the layers of, because all of that leads back into establishing content that would be helpful when people are searching about your event, about your location, about your venue. And I, I think the other thing that's really important is, is that like we think of it, people think of it like, oh, I'm doing a nice thing by being inclusive. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm so wonderful. I'm such a nice person. It's I do it because it's a good thing to do. It's like it's also a business thing. It's also mm-hmm. like it's also a business case as well, because like it's a deal breaker. Right. Like it. like if I have a crew, if I'm in, if I'm in, if I'm in a group of if I'm in a group of 10 people. Right. And the chances are, like, statistically speaking, you probably know this off the top of your head, but like how many people in 10 have a disability in the UK, for instance? Oh, it depends on age, but it's probably like two, two in 10. Right. Okay. So if you have, so if you have a birthday party now, now if you're like, I'm just thinking about like a, like an event or thing, like if I, like say I'm going out for a birthday dinner with 10 people, chances are somebody's going to need something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, some additional, some additional consideration. Um, certainly there's going to be somebody with a dietary consideration. There could very well be somebody who's got like, you know, eyesight, um, challenges, et cetera, et cetera. There's, and they, and, and et cetera, various different things. So if I have a situation where this restaurant or venue or whatever doesn't satisfy the need of one of the people in my group, the whole group's Everyone not change. going, yep. the whole group's not going and a table of 10, like that's a lot of like, that's, that's, that's a lot of money that you're missing out on because you couldn't help one person. Yep. And when I'm, when I certainly, and I know I'm talking about dinners or whatever, I'm sorry, but like, but when I'm, when I'm booking, when I'm looking for a place to book, um, so one, one, one place, um, if I'm looking for a place to place to like book a dinner or something like that, I'm always looking for the ones that cover everybody. Mm. So I'm thinking of like, like Oaxaca, for instance, is, is one that's really good. They have a vegan menu. They have a gluten-free menu. Like they, there's, when I go to Brighton, I very often go to Oaxaca. And so they've got a vegan menu, they've got a gluten-free menu. They've got, um, they've, you know, their ground floor, ground level accessible, like various different things. And so I know whoever I invite is going to be fine. Right. So people are like, can I come? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. You can come. Everybody can come. Whoever can come can come. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I know everybody can, can come. And then, then it means like, cool, that's done. So I don't have to, I don't have to go, oh, do you, do you, are you, da, da, da. I know they've got it covered. It's and fine. there's so few spaces that are like, or I can't even say there's few, so few spaces. I don't know of any because the content's not there. They're not telling me otherwise. So I'm having to do all this search and I get annoyed and I go to, as soon as I find one, I stick with that one. Right. Right. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So I think that, you know, it's, 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 it's a deal breaker. Like sometimes it's a deal breaker. It's like, oh, well, they don't have, you know, they don't have this. So we're, none of us are going because they don't have this thing for this one crew, this one person in my crew. None of us are going, we're not doing that. Cause it doesn't, doesn't work. Um, and you know, we've had, we have, um, uh, we had, a we've, we have, we've had dinners for Wix at some of some, uh, conference events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we invite lots of folks who, from from uh, lots of SEO experts to you know um, to connect and, and network et cetera et cetera um, and there's definitely whenever we look for whatever venue we're going to have it's like is it accessible 
for folks because like even if there's even temporary stuff like if somebody's if some like somebody you know hurts their ankle or something and they've got to wear a boot for that I don't want them to not be able to come because because of that mm-hmm. um and I think that it that yeah it's important to make sure that people people feel welcome and that people don't feel like like it's a uh, like it's, it's, it's like, they've got to make it a big thing. A lot of times people don't want to make it, make it a big thing. They just want to like, you know, sit down. <laughs> you know I mean? it's, so it's like, I'm excited for, and this is where I see kind of inclusion in the digital space and the physical space going more. So when I say, say physical, I mean like printed menus and marketing physical to become like how you just see the V and the VG and the GF on a menu. I'm yeah. excited for me to go on a website and just be like, oh, I don't even have to search to see if it's accessible. I don't have to search to see. It just becomes a thing that we naturally do. And I think marketers have a huge role to play right. in this and making it just the, the way it is. Yeah. Women in Tech SEO in, in, in Philadelphia, I spoke to a lot about um, about media types, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, like in different media that you can add to it, like adding images to to your blogs or whatever. It's also like really useful for for connecting with different people. One of the things you're seeing really regularly as well is um, is audio. Um, so you people will say, you know, can I can can I listen to this article? And that, again, that not only does that add like a certain content richness, but it also makes it more inclusive because mm-hmm. like somebody who's somebody who might have visual impairment will be able to access access that. But also like maybe I'm tired, like maybe my eyes are tired from staring at a screen for for, um, you know, for ages or maybe I'm in a place where like where, you know, I, maybe I'm out with my kid or something and I'm in the playground and I and I need to keep my eye on them. So like I want to listen to the thing. So you're creating more, more opportunities uh, by in, including more of these different elements um also within within uh, schema markup for instance you can you can designate certain points as like um as like speakable or um or you know you can say you know this is a place where people enter this is a place where people enter and, and uh, this is a place where people people can like find the customer service uh number for instance things like that and that makes it more accessible in lots of lots of ways so one of the things that schema markup does and if people don't know what that is it's essentially a it's a bit of script that you can add um, a bit of a bit of HTML that you can add into the back end of your web page to make it easier for bots to understand different parts of your web page. So, um, for instance, rather than having to read the whole recipe blog that includes like 25, you know, 250 words about like sunsets or something, you can just get the actual recipe for the chocolate cake in the right schema there. markup mm. and it will pull out the ingredients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what Google can do is Google can pull that into the search results. So when somebody searches for chocolate cake, they'll pull out the important parts from the schema markup. Similarly, when people are using using Chrome, you can you can um, you can change around your Chrome configuration on your phone um, or on your or on your your web browser so that it's more more uh, accessible for you. Like I have one, I have like I said, my my eyesight like my eyesight about two years ago just gave up, and um and what I what I, I have like a Zoom thing on my phone so I can zoom in on, on anything. Um, and there's different things that you can, people will, you know, will set the, will set the text really big or things like that. So Google is kind of, if you configure your website with your schema markup, for instance, Google can help you to make your content more accessible to more people, even before they come to your website. So these are things that you can, that you can consider all the way through. And that leads us to a point where like the information is just available. Like, you know, like I don't mind if you, 
it's naturally just there. Like I'm like, as somebody who doesn't eat meat, I don't mind if you don't have, if you don't have uh, options for me, but just tell me, don't make me like sit down and like get all my, my coat off. And then I sit down and there's nothing for me to eat. Like, <laughs> like and going through like, the whole menu, looking at things and having to Google certain words. You're like, is that a, right what's in that? What a, Right, just yeah. put the thing. Don't make me ask, and don't bring out the ring binder. Like, I don't want to see your ring binder. Like, go away. Um, so, you know, just make it make it easily accessible, so people can just know that it's fine. They're welcome. It's all good. We've thought of you. Like that, and that's that. And Thank I think so that that's much. a great customer care thing. Like, if you care about your customers, I actually care about your customers. And show it. Uh, well, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Please let our listeners and viewers know where they can find you on the internet. So my uh, my Twitter handle, uh, which I used to love Twitter so much, it's, it's so funny now. Anyway, is Crystal on the web? Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn uh, as Crystal J Carter, <laughs> um, uh, and you can also find me on the Wix SEO Learning Hub. So um, I write there. Um, I also link things there, link things from there, um, and think things like that. And I host a monthly webinar and I and a weekly podcast um, with Morty Overseen, and we talk about search and we talk about about um we we get some great uh insights from some amazing some amazing um uh, seo experts every single month um so do check that out and on the podcast every single week so um check that out and and yeah see you on the see you on the online see you on the internet one of my favorite youtubers says that all the time um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll pop all those notes in the show notes all those links in the show notes uh, thank you for listening to marketing made inclusive podcast i am your host joanne boyce you can find me on the internet everywhere at joanne boyce be sure to subscribe leave a review and share it with your network so we can all continue to make inclusive marketing the industry standard <laughs>